Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on heat pump servicing and breakdowns, renewable energy and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. The Goal Radio Football Show With OPC Energy Limited Hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Cy Ferry Call now and voice your opinion 0808 to 1717 700 Let's go, 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 go. Rangers and Celtic unite to condemn racism Following those claims last night And that incident when Glenn Kamara Looks as though he was racially abused By Slavia Prague's Andrzej Kudela well, the scenes at Ibrox, and it's uh, the wrong kind of topic, isn't it? It's not what we thought we'd be speaking about. Yet Rangers were beaten, well beaten on the night. They're out of Europe. But Barry Ferguson, we would condemn racial abuse in all its forms. There's no place for it in football. Yeah, 100%, Paul. Um, obviously watching the game and um, I seen what happened last night. In terms of looking at the, the kind of person that Glenn Kamara is, he's a cool, calm, collected kind of individual, um, plays the game in a manner that I really enjoy um, he never gets flustered but that's the first time I've seen him angry um, and obviously I trust what Glenn Kamara's saying if he's been racially abused um, something seriously needs to be done um, with the player that done it and the club Slavia Prague because um, it's unacceptable look we can continue to take the knee and these groups like show racism and red card do everything in their power to try and get this this out of the game um, but sadly it looks to me if it's it's still in the game and it's going to be still in the game. Sai, of course, it will be very difficult to prove it, but why would he have put his cup, his, mm. his hand over his face when he wants to speak to the other player? Yeah, it's very yeah. sly. And I think Fergie speaks about it on here quite a lot when we're talking about red cards and fouls. It's a reaction to players. That's when you know how bad it is. And the full Rangers teams were up in arms. I just didn't understand these people, Paul. Mm. I really didn't. You're playing a game of football, the guys out there, you're gaining your all respect you know, and, and what I'd love to see is his own club hammer him I'd love, to, I'd love them to come out and hammer him his own teammates as well see if my own teammates I heard somebody's, my own teammates saying that to somebody I'd be telling my manager to get him off the pitch right there and then and that's what needs to start happening own, people's own clubs need to start embarrassing, embarrassing their players he should be getting a hefty fine and a hefty ban because it's unacceptable in 2000 and what is it 21 indeed and they should <laughs> but they probably won't they, <laughs> came out, they came out first today they sort of retaliated first and having a go at Rangers will UEFA do anything Barry, that, that's the key question. You know, they're due to play Arsenal. They came out. That should have been a great draw. But could they take any measures? Could they give the tie to I don't know, Arsenal? But I, I don't know, Paul, whether they, they can give Arsenal the tie or whatever. But what they need to do, UEFA, they need to come down on the player and the club like a ton of bricks. That, that's my honest opinion. Um, as I said, there, there's no room for it. And what, what Sai says, if I heard one of my players... Hmm. What would you have done? You've captained Rangers so many times. What would you have done last night? Well, Glenn Kamara obviously went to Conor Golson, who's the captain while Tavernier's out injured. Um, and then, you, listen, you've only got a, a small amount of time to make a decision. Now, yeah, I would ask a player, do you want to carry on uh, or do you want to come off the pitch? And I, I would just go by what he, his thoughts were. Uh, if he wanted to come off the pitch, I would have no problem. I would then lead my team off the pitch. Um, but in terms of it happened to me, I, I've in terms of what I should say sorry is if it happened to a teammate of mine I'd have went absolute ballistic on that pitch 
Um, and I can understand listening to Connor Golson and his uh, presser today the last 10 or so minutes um, he felt like hurting somebody mm-hmm. and that that's um, can you recognise that emotion? I can recognise yeah. yeah big time um, I knew I, I kind of know how he would be feeling um, and it's not nice to see uh, to see so I just hate seeing it and again we keep going on about all these mm-hmm. Um, things about taking the knee yeah. and all these great uh, show races and red card kick it out campaigns brilliant campaigns they do everything but it just seems that it's not going out the game which is, is sad to say this was how the Rangers captain felt about it disgusted what happened I know it was said 100% I didn't hear it myself but I know how Glenn is I know the individual he is I think in two and a half years you've, he's been here I don't think you would ever see him be angry or be emotional in any kind of way so for him to get like that I know that something was said and I believe him 100% and that's why I reacted in the way I did the player couldn't even look me in my eyes wouldn't speak to me yeah I've never been so angry on a football pitch for the remaining however long it was of the game all I wanted to do was hurt someone and I've never been like that before on a football pitch and good to see, Si, that uh, John Kennedy has spoken about it today, you know, ruling out racism and no place for it. An official Celtic Twitter tweeted against racism and bigotry as well. A sign of support for Rangers. Yeah, it doesn't matter what team it is, Paul. You know, it's about humanity and, and us as a society. That was yeah. good to me there, wasn't it? Yep. But again, you yeah. if I didn't day anywhere near enough, Paul. You know, I think, am I right in saying some of the fines that have been handed out to clubs for, for racism have been, have been pathetic? 15,000. Yeah. Fa- fans have been fined more for banners and, yeah. and flares and stuff like that. I mean, it's they're not doing enough, UEFA. And like I say... Teammates need to take it upon themselves to start calling people out. Because I'm telling you now 100%, if I heard one of my team being racist, I would pull them out and I'd embarrass them in front of everyone. And I think that's yep. what, what needs to start happening. That's the only way it's going to stop, Paul. Yeah, I, I would drag them off the pitch. Mm. If I heard a, a teammate of mine racially abusing somebody, simple as that, I, I wouldn't accept it. Um, and in terms of what you, you just mentioned there, and Si mentioned, what's the, the fines? 15,000? About 15,000. You know, and a club. That, so I'm expecting you to, to come down really hard and hammer, not just the player, but the club also. Here's Stephen Gerrard speaking about that incident. I have to be very careful what I say, but you build relationships in football. I've built a very, very strong relationship with Glenn Kamara. Glenn Kamara, to me, is one of my own. He like all of them in that dressing room. I 100% believe him, what he's saying, in terms of the accusation. Other players around it heard it. I will stand toe-to-toe with Glenn Kamara and I will deal with this however Glenn Kamara wants to deal with it. I'm proud of all my players tonight, showing solidarity, and from the top of this club to the bottom, we stand with the players. He's very measured, isn't he, Barry? You can tell he wants to say more. Yep, he's very measured, but also I can hear he's he's angry, yeah. disappointed, um, frustrated, all the, the, the words. Um, and as he says, look, he, he trusts uh, Glenn Kamara so mm. much. He's been with him two and a half years. He knows what type of character he is. And I, I, I'm looking for the outside, and I don't know Glenn Kamara, but for me, I've never seen him get angry on a football pitch during a game. If there's meaty challenges going uh, on, go going into each other but what I seen last night when, when that player stepped forward and, and covered his mouth and said something to Glenn Kamara he was shocked for the first couple of seconds then he, he just became really angry and, and listen there's something been serious said there and we need to, need to get to the bottom of it and sort this out and say you know of Glenn Kamara you, you, you know he's at Dundee you know yeah. what he's like but there's no question about it I know we could be seen as a partisan you know we're a Scottish station but uh, we have to rule this out UEFA say 
this afternoon they will investigate this. Let's hope they do something about it. Are you up for that? For them to lose the Arsenal tie then? I mean, this should have been a great match. We're talking about Arsenal, Slavia, Prague because they did win it. You know, they played really well last night. But instead of, where is this horrible slur that, that was carried out, probably. You know, it's we have to say alleged, but um, nobody's in any doubt about this, are they? No, I mean, I, I think it's a player himself that should be getting hammered. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I think it's harsh for a club to be chucked out of com- uh, competition. Okay. Yeah. But I think the player himself should be totally embarrassed. Should be His club should make an example of him. He shouldn't have played. He shouldn't have played again in the competition this year. No doubt about that. Um, because that's the only way it's going to it's going to work itself out, Paul. Is if clubs start punishing their own players and they miss out by no playing games and they miss out by paying big wages. What do you think? We're going to take a call in a second or two. We're going to five for a Rangers fan is on. Let's hear from the Celtic interim manager. We're looking forward to the match on Sunday. It is going ahead as we told you forty eight hours ago. But first of all, he spoke about this incident and also their thoughts on racism. A huge way to go. Um, you know, we've been victims of ourselves. Some of our players have been racially abused and, and abused in other. A number of forms and it's totally unacceptable you know and something really needs to be done about it you know i don't know the details of, of last night you know but there's obviously allegations there um but it happens far too often far too often there's no place for it in society at all never mind football um and it's something that needs to be we, we get rid of as, as quickly as we can but it's how you deal with that you know these people to to have the platform uh whether it be in social media or whatever else to, to just attack players or anyone uh such an easy way it's, it's totally unacceptable and and that needs to be dealt with. Let's go, on. Let's go on to the lines at 0808 17 17 700. And we're on the socials, as always, at Goal Football Show. Lewis is on the line in Fife. Good evening, Lewis. How are you, boys? Are you all good? Yeah, we're hey, fine, Lewis. thank you. Yeah, we're obviously, uh, you know, everyone just can't believe that last night, that uh, what, what happened. What do you feel about it? Uh, personally, I think it's terrible. And save the club having playing that player and... Racism is not be in, as John Kennedy said, their society, but like football society, it shouldn't be happening anywhere. But it happened last night to go and Kamara, a boy that he never done the hung, he's just standing there. The boy walks straight at him. He, he's, he's not even in the same half as going Kamara to start with. So why is he walking up to going Kamara to start with? Then to say that in his ear, cover his face mm-hmm. when he's speaking, he's away that he's done something that he shouldn't have. And then the club came out after the game and basically called Rangers players liars. It's just. For me, the boy couldn't play for Slavia Prague again because he ruined a he ruined a good two legs of football for his own team. Yeah, one incident. So, uh, personally, if I was a manager of Slavia Prague and it came out, it would he'd be gone. Uh, but you kind of keep players like that. It just he's a he's a common bad name. That's a good point, Barry. Mm. Barry Ferguson, what do you reckon yeah, they should the, drop just him? Just the more we're, we're talking about, it, I'm actually getting more angrier. Are you? Ah, yep. yeah, it's it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, what went on and. As I said, listen, we can't tell Slavia Prague what to do. They, I, I would hope, I would hope, should I say, they would do the right thing and, and come down um, on the player uh, heavily. Whether that's telling them to stay away from the club for a, a while, um, hitting them in the pocket where it hurts the vast majority of, of players. Um, but again, I, I just look, I keep getting flashbacks of the incident last night, and again, I'll go back to what I think about Glenn Kamara. He's a cool customer. Never seen him flustered, he gets angry. And then you see Zungu's reaction as well, mm-hmm. who's right yeah. beside him. He's heard it and he he goes crazy. And then once, obviously, Kamara lets his captain know Connor Golson, he just sprints 20 yards and, and loses his head. And right, rightly so, because mm-hmm. you know what? If I was in that position, I would do the same thing. So I have no issues with what um, any of the Rangers players done last mm-hmm. night. They were just acting... 
in a way that I think everybody would react because, as I said, racism it annoys me. It shouldn't. It shouldn't be anywhere near football. It shouldn't be anywhere in life. That's my my opinion. Here's a bit more from Connor Goldson. It never will get eradicated because there's so many token gestures out there, and I'll be honest, taking a knee, token gesture from the higher authorities, taking a knee to make it look all like they're doing something to help, but they're not doing anything because when these things happen, there's no there's no consequence. You get fined more for showing an advertisement on a pair of underwear than you do for being racist or having a group of support or a player being racist towards someone and. It'll never change. Sigh. I've seen it first yeah. hand, Paul, as well, how, how much it hurts people. I was involved in it when my first year down in Swindon. We had a 22-man mass brawl. Well, tw- I'll say 22, 21. I was hiding in the corner. But, um, and was it over race? Over was racism. It, yeah. And that continued into the second game as well. And um, you know, as I say, the, the guy that got affected by it, you could just see in the dressing room after, you can see it in his face how much it hurt him. And it's not. it just shouldn't be happening in life, Paul. I just didn't understand these people. You know how they've been brought up, why they've got these beliefs. It, it really does baffle me in the in the twenty first century. See, listen to Connor Golston there. He just sounds peeved off, mm, just yeah. really down in the the dumps. And I can imagine the way the training ground would be um, today. It would have been pretty somber in terms of um, what what happened to Glenn Kamara mm. last night. I just hope, listen, that, that um, he comes through it. And I heard the manager say that he was going to have a long chat with him to see if he's in the right. Uh, Right frame of mind to play the game and the, the game on Sunday, but I agree with it. Look, you can say so much. I just, yeah. I, I just can't believe in 2021 we're still talking about it and people are still getting <laughs> that, racially abused. It's just disgusting. The great pity about it, and obviously Conor Golson's also saying that taking the knee, well, you know, it's a well-intentioned uh, gesture, but it's not but doing nothing. No, no. Zaha didn't. Yeah. yeah, Zaha didn't yeah. take the, the knee, and I totally get it because these guys are still getting racially abused over the. Social media as well, and I think after it last night, I think Connor Golson mentioned it as well. Where mm. they, they looked on their social media and they were getting racist comments um, for what happened. So I, I, I just don't know what goes through mm. their minds. Some people's yep. minds—it's—it's it's crazy. What do you think we could do, Paul, to make it better? Hammer, hammer um, teams. I think they should. UEFA will probably say, "Well, we 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 can't say for sure what was said unless it's balance of probability." Why would Glenn Kamara? React like that. Why would they, they lie? If they Why just would they lie about that? Yeah, because they're saying that they called him, uh, you know, uh, something guy, but they, it wasn't racist. There shouldn't be racism. There shouldn't be bigotry. Mm. There shouldn't be, you know, about people's sexuality. It, it, there should be no place for it anywhere. I, you know, one more from Conor Golson Lewis. We're going to ask you about the game then. Can we move into the game? It's a difficult gear change, isn't it? But here's a bit more from the captain. Anger more than anything. Disappointed and. It's scenes that you should never see on a football pitch, but proud of the way the whole team and the way the whole club handled the situation um, from top to bottom. I think we handled it really strongly and back Glenn to the hilt and I always will because I have such a strong relationship with him. If, if I wanted to say something to you on a football pitch, why do I need to cover my hands and, and go to the ear? The game's done in terms of the results at the time. We've got nine men that tune it up. There's absolutely no need for it. And the disappointing thing for me is there's people trying to defend the opposition player. They're people trying to defend it, trying to defend him, calling us liars and this, that and the other. But look, that's for other people to deal with. All I can say now is I'll stand by Glen Kawara 100%. So that's uh, Conor Goldson and then obviously the manager himself who conducted himself really well there at the end I think as well. He, so he, the always, does. he does, of he course. Does. Yeah. He always yeah. um, speaks very yeah. well and listen, of course he's going to 
back his players that, that's the type of manager he is and, and again I'll go back to I, I think if you ask any any players that, that's played with Glenn Kamara you hear people talk about him he's a 100% type of guy and why would he why would he go and make things up he's obviously been abused uh, and something needs to be done about it Were you ever involved in was there a racial dispute in yours? No thankfully in, no. In, in football I've never been in, involved mm. in that I've played with a number of black players um, so thankfully it never happened because I, I don't I, look you can I can sit here and say how I would drag but I mm. don't know until it would actually happen in the moment but yeah. I would hazard I guess I, I wouldn't be too happy and I would go crazy Barry Ferguson Cy Ferry and Lewis on the line Lewis what about the match I mean I think we've almost said it fair and square Rangers were beaten last night um, and they're a good side as well I mean obviously they're away from home we've got some good players there Stanchu uh, would you like to see Stanchu come to Ibrox maybe next season so it's a player that's got a wee bit of talent, isn't it? So mm. I, I suppose we'd welcome anybody with a wee bit of talent. But uh, no, fair play to Sp- uh, Slavia Prague. They deserve to go through their two legs. First, the away leg, we just didn't get started the first half now. That kind of summed up the tie for us. And then last night, a few chances. The keeper makes a few good saves in the first half. And then we get players sent off. And it's it just... Two players that get sent off, that just kills the game after it. Because even when we went to 10 nil, uh, ten men, one nil, I, I still thought even if we kept ten men on the park, gone into eighty yep. minutes or something, that would teach a, uh, teach a last mm-hmm. like, few like uh, leggy a wash or last last year, eight to nine minutes or something like that, like it's a last minute goal or something like that, take it to extra time. But yep. we went into nine men, and then that free kick was just well. When Alan McGregor can't save it after the save he's made this season. Something special, isn't it? So. And Lewis, what's your prediction Sunday before you go? We need to go to a break. What's what's the score line for you? I'm going to go the same as it was last night at Parkhead. I'm going to go 2-0 Rangers. 2-0 Rangers. We're back with Barry Ferguson, Cy Ferry, Paul Cooney next. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go! Monday to Friday, 5 to 7, the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Paul Cooney, tonight in the chair or standing alongside... Barry Ferguson and Cy Ferry. The weekend starts here and we are up for it. We're looking forward to the games tomorrow and then Sunday we're on from just before midday. That's when there's kick-off in the East End. Celtic against Rangers. We told you on Wednesday it will go ahead. Stay away. I think people will watch it on Sky and... uh, Listen to the programme Si, you're looking forward to it Yeah, I can't wait I was just going to say to Fergie I was worried a wee bit worried about Paul with this He's <laughs> ginger, isn't it? Ginger in this sort of heat We've been putting your factory eight on <laughs> At least Ginger's burned, yeah, isn't it? Is that what you're ginger, isn't you? I'm not ginger, no <laughs> Not that there's anything No, not at all <laughs> I'm glad I've still got some Have you beat What, what, what your factor? I don't know. Okay, yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Back to the football. <laughs> patches, a bit, um, a bit <laughs> scarlet. That's coming out of the podcast. <laughs> We're up to over half a million. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Have I made that up? Let me check. No, I think we uh-huh, have. We're over half a million. So, how are you? We both check on your fitness. Uh, si, your first match tomorrow, Peterhead, yes. uh, against Airdrie. But we know your your band. How's the training going? How how are the team feeling? Uh, the boys have done well uh, as I said the scores at the start we weren't too happy with but since then they've trained really well they've been doing stuff themselves which we've asked them to do it's not enough to be training two nights a week as I told you Airdrie will be full time there'll be a big test for us tomorrow um, but we've, we're going to set up uh, in a certain way to try and stop Airdrie and try and catch them on the, on the counter so fingers crossed we'll take, we'll take any result Paul for the first one back after such a long layoff we've only got about 12 or 13 foot players so uh, it'll be a hard ask. See, that's what's going to be difficult for League One and uh, League Two teams, Paul. I think after the f- the first block of games, you get into the second and third week, 
They don't carry big squads. No. And um, for me, I think they've been rushed back. Um, they've only had two weeks preparation. Look, guys can go and run as much as they, they, they like, but Sai will tell you when you go on the, the football field, it's a different type of training. Um, yep. So that's my fear that teams are going to struggle to, to put um, a starting 11 out as the, the games. Uh, go further in course, yeah. it's been a long time off uh, Premier League Premiership goes ahead again tomorrow apart from the Old Firm game tomorrow we've got Dundee United Aberdeen Hamilton against St Mirren so Hamilton desperate to stay in the division and Saints well a win would ensure them top six Kilmarnock against Motherwell Kelly it's looking uh, grim for them so far they need a win against the Well Livingston against Hibs and St Johnson against Ross County Ross County need the points to stay up St Johnson need the points to perhaps go top six and tonight in the Championship Alloa against Dundee and tomorrow it'll be the final game at Hamden probably for Queen's Park wow. that'll be the the Spiders last game, they've been there since 1903, Si. Oh, I've yep. scalped them a few times. Have there, you? Probably I, yeah, yeah. We, we, <laughs> yeah. we actually won the league at um, Queen's Park two yeah. years ago. One league two at Hampton Park. I think oh. there was only about 13 people there, but no. it, was, uh, it was a great day. But um, no, I think Queen's Park are moving forward. They're full-time now, so they're doing it properly. I like to see that ambitious clubs in the league um, trying to sign young Scottish players, bring them through, go full-time, give guys careers in the game. So I'm all for what Queen's Park are doing. Uh, I've no doubt they'll go up this year. You know, I think they've signed well with the squad that they've got. And what's the um, news? They've signed someone, haven't they, from Celtic? Look at Connell, wasn't yeah. it? Great no signing. Yeah. I mean, to think that Look at Connell was playing for Bolton in League One, Fergie. Ah, uh, no. Six Very months good. ago, and now Queen's Park have got him. As I say, so it's a, it's great what Queen's Park are doing. I'm all for it. Yeah, but they've got the strongest squad in League Two, and they, they should be winning that. There's no doubt about it. I actually think it will suit them moving to Lesser Hamden. Yeah. yeah. Look, it's great playing in the National Stadium, but when you're only getting five, six hundred fans there, it's no ideal. So I think. Once the, I think they're redeveloping Lesser Hamden. They are. They're yeah, building new, new stands. I, I think that'll really yeah. suit them. Um, and as I said, it's it's a good Astro Tough there. It's a big pitch. I think it's Lesser Hamden's the same size as, as Hamden. So mm. I think it'll suit Queen's part. And as Sai says, look, it's great to see that there's real ambition and they're wanting to get through the leagues now. They're, they're full time. Okay. Let's take some more calls. Craig is on the line from Cumbernauld. Good evening, Craig. Good evening, gents. How's it going? Yeah, right, Craig. we're all right, Craig. Obviously, we, we want to talk to you about the, the football last night as well, but also, you know, the the, the racist slur, um, which we talked about in the first 20 minutes or so. What was your feeling on it? Well, look, it's, it's utterly disgraceful. There yep. is no place for it. My problem is that I think the reason it still occurs, the reason we're not getting ready in the game, comes for a number of factors that, one, for me, more often than not, football associations whether it's UEFA uh, or up here we saw it early in the season with Michael Gardine the SFA let him away with it said he was not guilty despite several people telling him he had said it um, that's a problem when the football associations are more often than not weighing down in the side of the person who's accused you don't have a fighting chance because the, they've got a cop out of saying well we can't prove it so and that, that's it, they just move on and nothing more gets said or done about it. That That's a problem. But there's also a problem that players of the same team, you know, that, that player's teammates, they need to take some responsibility as well and realise that, you know, your club loyalty needs to go aside. If you've heard one of your teammates, you know, uttering a racial slur towards one of the opposition players, you've got to be big enough to stand up against that because that's what it's going to take. Because then... When FAs are investigating it, if a teammate of that person saying that they heard them say it, well, that's irrefutable evidence. There's no way a teammate would lie about that. So mm. I, I think that has to happen. You get two, you know, former football players and a football manager in the, the, the state, you know, 
studio there. I mean, would, would any of them report if they had a teammate or one of the you know players, you know, uttering a racial slur towards an officer? You've asked Barry. Yep. Yeah, if I heard that, if I was still playing and I heard a teammate being um, abusive racially to uh, um, a fellow pro, I, I would go and pull him up. No doubt about it. I've no time for it, as I said. Yep. Um, I've got a lot of friends. Um, you made that clear at the top of the programme. So, yeah, Sai, would you be the same? No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. And Sai's the same. We've it. Of course. I, yeah. I've got no time for it whatsoever. Um, and the guy that racially abused her, or, or so he says he yeah. didn't, but what he done to Glenn Kamara last night, he's got black players on his team. How, mm. How's his teammates of feeling? Of course, yeah. Now, for me, if I hear it happening and it's a teammate, I'm I'm dragging him off the pitch and I'm doing something about it. Yeah, I said at the start, so that was my main point, Paul. And I agree with the caller. It, it, it's only going to it's only going to be teammates that are going to help uh, going to solve this. You know, I I thoroughly believe if teammates start calling people out, then it will get better. You know, because like the, the guy says, it's very easy for the other team to say, "No, we never said that he said this, he said that." Whereas if your own team comes out and, and embarrassed by you and embarrass you themselves, then it will slowly stop. People will think twice about doing it because, as I say. Knowing that your own teammates will pull you up, you've got no no excuse after that. You know that's you being caught, yeah. and and you will be punished severely as you should be. So I totally agree. I think people need to be brave now. To, you know, if you hear somebody in your own team saying it, speak up, go and tell the manager, go and tell your chairman, and and and, and that'll fix it. I, I'm very sure, Paul, that it'll, it'll fix itself if that's the way people go about it. Absolutely, Craig. Wait. We all agree on it, and I see Rangers and Celtic have come out against it, uh, and everyone should. Any kind of form of discrimination is horrible, you know. What about the old we're all Jock Tamsin's bairns? You know, the, the thing that was said, the thing about the Scots, we should be open to everybody and be fair. Craig, can we ask you about the, the game last night? Were you, I mean, I don't think anyone underestimated them, certainly on here. Barry's been saying, Sai was saying earlier in the week, I probably did underestimate they could, they could be dusted a wee bit. Well, see, after yeah. the first leg, Paul, yeah. I, I didn't think they're a real cutting edge up front, and I thought Rangers were the favourites going into the game based on the first leg but I thought they, 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 they turned it up a notch the second leg I thought they had great variety of their play they could play short they could go in behind and what the HUD that a lot of teams have no HUD this year against Rangers was they could hit that big diagonal and I think that's where you hit, get at Rangers because they, they come over at one side of the pitch that big diagonal you've seen it for the first goal out to the wide player Patterson doesn't get quick enough so I think Sparta, uh, sorry, Slavia Prague deserve a lot of credit because what I think the manager done in the first leg was I think he really looked at Rangers and seen how they play and he came up with a game plan how, how to make them better in the second leg and I, and I thought they deserved the win over over the second leg Barry yep they impressed me last night first game I'll be honest with you I thought they were a good team I, I thought Rangers would, would take care of them but I, you've got to give them credit where credit's due last night they were the better team I don't think MD Rangers can argue that they, they deserve to go through it's disappointing but I look at the positives if you'd said to me a year ago Rangers would have won the league middle of March and in the last 16 we had a chance mm. to get into quarterfinals I would have bitten your hand off so sometimes you've got to just admit you get beat with a better team you've got to dust yourself down and just go on with it it was two well set up teams though wasn't it both oh, of them yeah. were very well set up good what, game what they maybe had yeah. was a, uh, maybe one or two players like the boy Stancho who can create that wee bit of magic <laughs> yeah. you know shooting for 30 yards Rangers no, I know Kent can do that but the guy Stancho in the middle of the pitch I thought he was could, maybe the difference I, I just think teams. Rangers to win last night they had to bring their A game yeah. and just they, they weren't really at it 
is what they have been previous and sometimes that happens mm. listen certainly when you get into the, the last 16 of Europe you don't come up against that, an average team it's good teams that get into the, the latter <laughs> stages of, of tournaments and they certainly impressed me last night I thought they were well drilled the side just says there they, they could play it for the bite or they could go long they were only one dimensional so they were they're a good team and do you know what it wouldn't surprise me if they go even further in the quarterfinals Craig what's your take on it I know you're a great student of the game what did you feel um, I understand what the guys are saying. Um, you know about oh, well, you know better team than that. For me, you know the first leg, I could understand why we weren't fully at it because, you know maybe the boys had been maybe slightly over celebrating for the weekend before and things like that. So you can you can kind of let that slide and go well, dodge the bullet, got a draw. Mm-hmm. They had a week off. There was no excuse for not being at the A game yesterday. Not a single excuse, and I felt there was a. A lack of discipline with Leon Balogun. You know, I don't criticise Stephen Gerrard very often, but I don't understand why Balogun was kept in the park after we went down to 10 minutes. Mm. The, the instant the roof, he didn't mean it. You know, there's no malice in it. I hope their keepers okay. It was, it was a horrific thing. But after that happens, you know, we're starting to play better. Balogun got away with one a yeah, couple of minutes right. before. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, you've got Philip Hilland on the bench. Get Balogun off that park right now because he was quite clearly walking a tightrope and as I say I, I hate criticising Stevie G but I, I do question why he didn't take it I'm not saying it would have necessarily changed the game but you're still in with a fighting chance even down to 10 men if it's only 1-0 going into the last 10 minutes as soon as Balogun's off it's, it's game set and match um, and I do think that the players should have been in a much better shape than they were I was watching that game last night thinking what have they been doing for the past week? Sai, what do you think? I can hear you there thinking about the, the Balogun situation. Yeah, I, I fully expected Balogun to start the game because, like I said, I, th- I think second half Rangers pressed Prague high up the pitch in the first leg and it worked a lot better. So I think that's why he put Balogun in the team so that he could go and defend on the half line with Balogun's pace. But I agree, I thought after his, his yellow card, he did get away with one. Similar edge of the box uh, and it could have been a booking. And I thought the same that he might bring Hollander on. I also was a wee bit wary. I've seen it Fergie off there. You know, I fully expected Aribo to go and play middle of the pitch mm. at home. I think Aribo middle of the pitch is better. Away from home, I'd have played Arfield there. But I think when you've got Arfield, Davis and Kamara, is that wee bit defensive. I thought they could risk putting Aribo back one, letting him get in the box and maybe putting a Hadji or a Roof. And like I say, Stephen Gerrard's no... I was going to call him Stevie G like your man. <laughs> Stephen Gerrard's no got it wrong often this year, but yeah. there was, they were just a, the, the couple of wee selections that I had question marks over. Barry? Yeah, but I says on Wednesday night, I, I thought he would have went with a Rebo in the middle of the part and, and Hadji. Mm. Um, but listen, he's a man. He sees him yeah. every single day in training. It's easy for us to, to sit here and say that this is the way it should have been. He he watches of every single day, watches how they train. I was surprised. I think a Rebo brings a lot more to the Rangers team when he plays centrally. But th- don't get me wrong, he does a job when he plays on the right-hand side. So I, I was surprised um, with, with the selection of... Aribo going on the right and, and Arfield coming into the, the middle of the park but in terms of Balogun look, it's a risky you've got to take he's took a poor touch mm-hmm. I, know he, I know he got away with a tackle a couple of minutes before that but he's took a bad touch the manager's no thinking about is he going to mm-hmm. is he going to do that he's been late it's definitely a sending off it's easy now to say he should have went and made the change and brought Hollander mm-hmm. on would I have done it if I was on the side of the pitch probably not 
So it's one of the ones. It's it's just a risk you need to take at times. And as well, Paul, you could be as well set up as you like. But see if you're going to, when you get to that level of competition, everyone needs to be on their game. And I just thought there was a couple of individual performances that weren't up to usual standards. So a manager, as I say, you can set a team up as, as well as you want. But when it gets to that sort of level, you need everyone to be on their game. And I thought a couple were off it. Whereas Prague, every single one of their players was on it, and I think that's why they went through the tie. Yeah, but I was disappointed after the game. But actually, when you let it settle in, and, and look, it's, it's still been a, a, a great season. Mm-hmm. Disappointed not getting into quarter of finals, uh, the Europa League. That's a good thing to, to have. Craig? Yeah, listen, I, I think what, what it needed last night, and I think what we need going forward in European competition, is a bit more street smartness. Because that's what Prague was showing. I mean, you heard every single tackle that happened today. You heard the screams. You saw them throwing themselves to the deck. Consistently, um, even with the the roof one, if he goes in with his head, okay, he might take a sore one himself. But we more than likely get a penalty because the keeper will wipe him out. Then, mm. um, and listen, sometimes I'm not saying obviously I'm glad we didn't get hurt or anything like that. But if he'd done that, sometimes you've got to take a risk and, and put your body in the line because we get a penalty and their keepers, you know, and, and bother me score that. It's it's about being more clever because that's what Prague were. They were clever, you know, and. Craig, I even I even on the clever side, even Prague when Rangers yeah. were breaking away, it's just wee fouls in the middle of the pitch that, that Prague mm-hmm. I thought were a wee bit better than the, like you say, street smart man city are very good at if you watch Guardiola's team, as soon as anyone breaks on them, they foul them straight away. So I agree with Craig, I think that's an area in Europe that you can you can improve on. But they've been streetwise every other game uh, yeah. apart from for last night. It's just a bit of um game management. And look they're a decent team don't take it away from sometimes you've got to hold your hands up and say listen they were, they were better and I think that's what Rangers done last night I think if you hear the manager speak after the game he, he, he said that that they deserved to, to go through mm. albeit it's disappointing but I still look at the positives there's still a really good run in Europe real good results this season and they've done what they had to do at the start of the season and that was win their bread and butter and that was a league championship Craig, I to, yeah. Sorry, can I just ask Barry something? I've got this written down that I wanted to ask him You know how Rangers play the three and Arfield gets out wide See for the, see for the first goal Do you think Arfield needs to get there? That, that's the way the, no, I think that, that's a lot that's to ask centre midfield I know, it? but that's the way he's set up If you see the four are inside the box Yeah mm-hmm. Both full-backs, two centre-backs That was obviously something they worked on in mm-hmm. the, the training ground that, I thought that straight away I would rather it's Patterson that goes Getting and goes him down yeah. But Listen, you've got to go with the, the tactics that, that's put to you by the, the coaching staff and that was clear when it did go to a, uh, one of their wing-backs whether it be the right or left it was the left or right midfielder of the Rangers that went to close uh, the ball down instead of the full-back Some shift that One thing I will say to playing this Rangers team in the midfield in the midfield you've got to be really, really yeah, fit as a fiddle. Yep. Any more questions, Si, well, can I ask during the break? Yeah. Oh, sorry <laughs> No, I'm joking uh, Craig, before you go what's... Uh, I, I, I see that Nathan Patterson's a doubt for Sunday. What do you think is going to happen, Celtic Rangers? Oh, um, to be honest with you, you know, I admire the uh, enthusiasm in my fellow Rangers fans. I'm not convinced we'll win. I think it'll be a one-each draw, personally, because okay. I think, uh, especially uh, if Patterson's going to be out and we're yep. going to have potentially Balligan or, or whoever at right-back, yep. that gives Celtic something to, you know, a weak spot to aim for, which they've not had in the last two games. All right, Craig, thanks for calling. We're back after this. The Go Radio Football Show. Let's go. Go Radio Football Show. And tonight at 7, Stevie Lennon is coming live from Radisson Red in Glasgow. More about that before 7. What about uh, Seamus yeah. on? It's fantastic, isn't it? Have you got, do you know some of them who are coming on? Seamus Hadji. Oh, fantastic. Seamus Hadji. Steve Parry. Not a Yanis. No. Are you ready uh, for this one? Yeah. 
David Seaman. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. the, the ex-goalkeeper. The ex-goalkeeper. Yeah. He's going to DJ with his gloves on. That'll be brilliant. That's coming up at seven tonight. Stevie Lennon. Tonight, live from the Radisson Red. You've been up there, Barry, haven't you? What have you right down what the What do you Clyde? mean he's been up there? Yeah. He owns it. That's yeah. It's a yeah. nice place. It's a nice, nice yeah. place. So there's, um, yeah. there's a connection, Go Radio and... And obviously Radisson Red, so we'll get good um, good deals. Eh? You'll deals, always yeah. be welcome, I'm sure. Yes. Uh, you'd be welcome everywhere, you two. Oh, uh, yeah. Surely we get good uh, deals. Of course, definitely. Right. Yeah. Uh, Have you, you been up to the sky bar? Oh, of course. Yeah. But you're scared of heights, aren't you? So you used to are no, scared no, of heights. No, up there, though. That's fine. It's not that high up right. there. Listen, we're going to take some more calls in a second, too. Cy Ferry, Barry Ferguson, and loads of your calls. The weekend starts here. Uh, we're looking forward to tomorrow. Huge games. Who's going to be top six and who is also going to be in the drop zone? This is the last of the, the you know, the bulk of the season. We go to the cutoff after tomorrow. Will St. Mirren make it? They're playing against Hamilton Ackies. And on the line now, we've got Kieran from Fergusley Park. Hi, Kieran. Hiya, how are you? Good, how thanks. Are you, all, you all good? You okay? Right, Kieran. Yeah. I just wanted to kind of ask the panel. It's kind of a two two part question, obviously. First, with all the slack that Tony Fitzpatrick's been getting about saying that we'll get top six and all that. That was months ago. It's been brought up recently. To yeah, be yeah. Um, and the panel, do you think that we'll actually get top six? And the other one, looking a bit further afield, seeing as Scotland's a bit short on right backs, is Richard Tate a good shout for right back? Okay, Richard Tate. Is Richard Tate uh-huh. Am I totally wrong here? Is Richard no. Tate not English now? Is he Scottish? No, no, he's Scottish. He's Scottish, right? Okay. Yeah. See in terms of Tony Fitzpatrick saying mm. that at the start of the season, I've got no problem with that. Exactly. but it's showing a bit of ambition. ambition. Yeah. I mean, what does people want him to say? Like, mm. Listen, I'd be happy to finish uh-huh. second bottom or third bottom. I, I quite like that. And quite a lot of people had a, a laugh and a joke mm. about it. But see, I've got to be honest with you, when I've watched it, man, um, and Jim Goodwin's team I've been impressed with him I've been impressed with his recruitment he's went and he's, he's brought players uh, for a market that probably a lot of teams don't go and look at the Irish market mm. and they've come in and they've done really well so they've got every opportunity to finish in the top six do I think they will mm-hmm. I think they'll I, I don't think they'll win the game at Hamilton I really no. don't I've just got that's my opinion I think St Johnson will beat Ross County but they've still got a good I, th- I still think it's a been a real good season I think the only disappointing thing for, from Jim Goodwin would probably be the semi-final mm-hmm. not yeah. getting not getting um, not getting into the final having beaten Rangers yep mm-hmm. in the quarter-final and yeah. thoroughly deserved mm-hmm. thoroughly deserved they beat Rangers mm-hmm. um, it was a brilliant performance on the night so that's probably the only downside to the, the, the season that, that St yeah. Merlin and Jim Goodwin have had So you think though the draw and you think Saints as in St Johnson will win when you think about it Rangers have only lost this season to St Mirren and Slavia Prague it tells you that uh, you know St Mirren could do it Si what's your feeling tomorrow what would you say I'll hold my hands up Paul because it probably was me that started laughing at Tony Fitzpatrick well, I, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'll be totally honest I didn't think at the start of the season mm-hmm. that St Mirren had, had the squad had the experience to, to finish in the, in the top six but he went and signed really well in the summer you know we've said that Tate, Shaughnessy and Fraser for me were great signings and the one thing St Mirren are is very hard to beat and I think it's because of that experience that they've got the back so Jim Goodwin deserves massive credit also the board credit as well Paul because these guys were captains at their clubs they'd been on good deals where they were St Mirren have went and pushed them, the boat out to get these guys in and it's paid dividends and I'll, and again I like the way Jim Goodwin does it he doesn't go out and try and play fancy football straight away he makes his teams hard to beat then he comes. Then comes the football after that, and he's done one hell of a job. I'm the same with Fergie, though. I, I don't think they'll do it tomorrow. I need to be totally no. honest. I think Hamilton at home are a tough nut to crack. 
I can only see a draw or a Hamilton win if I'm being totally honest and I fancy St Johnston with the way that they're playing to go and beat Ross County and yet look at the extra money if you could be top six for every place you get more money and also I know it's not about the crowds coming in but you are playing Rangers you'll be playing Celtic Aberdeen Hibs uh, what do you think Kieran tomorrow? I think it'll be tough Hamilton always they just find a way to win mm-hmm. they just don't get relegated they always are scraping for the license and survive so I think the boys are pretty right that St Johnston should probably beat Ross County um, so it, Although, will be, it will be a tough one but Ross County you know they need every single point got a terrible away record Hughes, I know they've I know. got a bad yeah. away record in St Johnston they didn't lose a lot of home I was going to were you expecting more for Brophy Kieran when he came in uh, well he came in and then he played a couple of games and he's been long term injured since so I think he's more of a one for next season if we can hold on to a beaker that'll be quite a strike force given we've sort consolidated at the back mm-hmm. um, but yeah it was a bit of a it was a bit of a coup to get him um, but We'll just have to wait and see I mean, how he I mean, comes back from the injuries. So Man beat off quite a few clubs yeah. for for Eamon mm. Brophy. I like Eamon mm. Brophy. I've always liked him, even from a young kid coming through at Hamilton. Um, I thought Kilmarnock done good business getting him there. And I thought it was a great signing for Jim Goodwin. Mm. The only disappointing thing for Jim Goodwin and the, the supporters would be he's, he's not played enough. Obviously, right. he's got a long-term injury. But I think you'll see the best Eamon Brophy next season. That's for sure. He came on our programme a few weeks ago. But Kieran, what a happy problem for you. Because you know often people start the season and say, well, St Myrna will be down there, Hamilton will be down there, Ross County. And you're actually talking about being top six. Yeah, oh, it's quite a change from oh, like two, three years ago when we were nearly getting relegated to League One. Mm. Um, what a difference they've done. Uh, they've completely turned the club around and it is down to like Tony Fitzpatrick and the, yep. the fan group just getting behind uh, Jim and the boys. Really. But I'll tell you, see, see the fight for top six next year? Yeah. That'll be a tough one. Hearts are going to be in the league. I think Dundee United will spend again Fergie to try mm. and get in the top six. St Johnston for me will be a, mm. a right good contender. So... This is the year for St Myrna They're going to get in the top six I was going to ask Kieran as well Are you worried about losing Jim Goodwin in the summer Kieran? Uh, do you know what I think the fact that they signed him down to a three year deal Only a couple of weeks ago Kind of says that if he goes We'll get a money. good bit of money for him mm. um, it, it's whether, it depends who he goes to If he goes to an English club Or he goes to a bigger Scottish club I don't think I'd be too annoyed it was, be, if he went to like a kind of similar sized club. Sure. I don't think that would happen. What if it was Aberdeen, obviously a bigger club, um, if they would pay the compensation? Could you see him go to Pataudry? I don't know. It's what, Aberdeen's a bit of a funny one because everybody and their dog's getting linked with the Aberdeen job. So it's, mm-hmm. it could be, it might not be the flavour of the month next week. Um, so you just don't know, do you? It's, and, the only people who know what's going on at Aberdeen is and, the kind uh, of board. I think Jim Goodwin's building something special at Simmer. I think obviously when I'm signing the long-term contract another three years after this season um, I, I think Jim's there to stay. I think he'll go and he'll, he'll have another blast because one thing about the, the board that they have backed him in the market they've allowed him to go out and, and sign players in this difficult time we know finances is tight at a lot of clubs so that's one thing you've got to got to say about the Simmer board they have backed him mm-hmm. uh, and with his recruitment I've been impressed with as I said I think he's brought in players that I didn't know much about but every time I've seen them I've been really impressed by them That is a tough one as well because you think Danny Lennon won St Myrna Cup and I think he finished 8th or 10th the next season and he got sacked That's right. So you know I agree with Fergie I think Jim Goodwin has got a great foot journey and I can see him doing well with St Myrna but it's a tough one because how, how far can you actually take them Paul? As I say if, yep. if he does get top 6 this year you've then got Hearts in the league you've then got Dundee United spending more money that's it's tough point. to keep getting well, top 6 every be. year so if you do that's why if you do yeah. get a chance if you get St Myrna at the top 6 and you do maybe get a chance in an Aberdeen job maybe that's why Jim Goodwin would take it mm-hmm.
Richard takes from Gala Shield, so you're not that many oh, miles. No, but you're not miles away yeah, from the exactly. border. Oh, it is. <laughs> oh, don't say that there. <laughs> uh, oh, by the way, do you follow his message on Instagram? Of course I don't. No, she's, no. Just, she does Sorry. the food. food oh, right. Uh, <laughs> once I cook, by the way. I, I know his missus more than I know her, but she, her, her cooking is sensational. You should yeah, try some Kieran, of the recipes. Kieran, just quickly, what about Gus McPherson taking the Morton job? Some yeah, yeah, legend. I Billy Mehmet to sign there yeah. next week, to be fair. Ah, <laughs> good show. Billy Mehmet. Yeah. <laughs> is Paul Mc... Is it... No... Stephen McGinn's so went, went, went down. Yeah. Stephen McGinn's went down. Yeah. Two exit months. Good luck to him. To be fair. Mm. Yeah. Good luck to him. Kieran, before you go, there is breaking news coming up on Go News at six that Slavia Prague have filed criminal charges and claims with Police Scotland about last night. So they are uh, trying to go in the front do, foot, isn't that? It's it a know. deflection. Yeah. That's what it is. What do you feel, Kieran? Like, like everyone, it's abhorrent, isn't it? This kind of thing yeah, in football. Totally, totally. Yeah. Totally. There's, there's no place for it in football. Um, it doesn't matter if it's like kick about on a Sunday morning or like as it was last night at the top level um, just needs to be stamped out quick um, and UEFA and the governing bodies need to do something about it um, yep, for it's, sure it's absolute rife unfortunately indeed listen thanks very much that was a good call we appreciate it and uh, good luck I was going to say enjoy it tomorrow but will you be watching on St Mirren TV and Hamilton TV tomorrow yeah you can get it on that can't you Hamilton TV have you been, have you been yeah, doing that yeah I have been, yeah. I don't, I don't think I'll have much nails left though by the end of it, if I'm honest. <laughs> I, do, I, I do think St Johnston would, will get it, but I, I don't know what you think, Fergie, but I think St Myrne deserve it. I think they've been there about, so you're the kind of sixth spot in there. St Johnston have been bought I'll be, I'll be a sore one, one if they don't yeah. get it, because as you said, they, they have been a bit, uh, about the, the, the top six mm. and they've got a real opportunity. Um, and done it by a lot of injuries as well, Fergie. Yeah, but as you know, Going to going to Hamilton. Oh. Hamilton always bring up surprise results sure and, yeah. and yeah. least expected. And and again, St. Johnson. I just like I, I think Callum Davison's got a a real good thing going there. He's got a good squad as well. So so St. Uh, St. Man, so it could go anyway. Kieran, good call. Thanks very much. In the next hour, we'll talk more about last night. That news coming in about Slavia Prague complaining to the police about the what has to be called the alleged incident. But also looking forward to the Old Firm derby, Celtic against Rangers on Sunday. And we're going to ask you, Barry, and say, what do you think? Uh, John Kennedy today confirmed Rangers, uh, there won't be a guard of honour for Rangers before the match. Uh, you touched on it the other day, Barry, and I know you're not a fan of it, but I'm going to ask you again after six. That's coming up next. 0808 17 17 700. We're back after the news. Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on boiler servicing and maintenance, visit opc-ltd.uk The Bull Radio Football Show Let's go. I don't think you should have to get players up for an old firm I mean, that should be in your DNA it's a huge fixture I think that goes without saying on the back of the disappointment of, of going out of Europe we want to try and bounce back with a strong performance and a positive result we'll be ready come kick-off we haven't really got much time all preparation time to think about this fixture, but that's not an excuse. That's how it is. We're quite used to this schedule from bouncing game to game and come kick-off, we'll, we'll be ready and prepared and have a game plan that hopefully will be good enough on the day. James has been good. Um, again, we had a training match last weekend as well, which we managed to get more minutes in him at the near Breton um, and, and just other guys who were coming back into it. Um, we've got uh, some training to Greg Taylor this week as well. So 
yeah, the squad's good. You know, numbers are all back pretty much. Missing Mikey Johnson still, but uh, in the main, the, the squad's strong. Cy Ferry, Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney, and that was obviously Stephen Gerrard talking about the match on Sunday and the interim boss at Celtic, John Kennedy. And that first name he mentioned, James Forrest, who could be back for Sunday and how he has been missed this season, Barry. Yeah, I, I said that a, a few months back um, when we're out mm. long term. I think um, Celtic fans now appreciate how good a player James Forrest is and what a good job he, he does for the team even if he's not firing all cylinders in terms of playing at the top of his game he does the dirty side really well as well he, he works ever so hard for the team so I, I think he's been a massive miss uh, for Celtic this season and um, obviously he's, he's on the way back he played I think 15-20 minutes against Dun United John Kennedy's just mentioned there he played in a practice game um, at the weekend so it wouldn't surprise me if, if James Forrest is, is pitched straight into, into the game yeah, I, I, Fergie's hit the nail on the head. You know, people will look at the goals and the assists that they've missed, but for me, what James Forrest does really well and what Celtic have done over the, the last few years well is press. Mm. When he's not playing well, Paul, which he does, you know, he has his off games, James Forrest, he'll tell you that himself, but he works he works his backside off. And in forward areas this year, Paul, Celtic have been nowhere near good enough doing that. And James Forrest is the one that usually sparks it. If the ball goes out to a left fullback, he's, you even see him when he came on against Dundee United. He's been it for all that amount of time. I watched it, the ball went to Robson at left back. And for, he doesn't jog it to them, Paul, he sprints it to them. And then that the rest of the team then go off that. And your midfielders get up. And I think that's what James Forrest also gives you. For me, if he's fit and he's had a week's training, I start him. If I'm Celtic and, and, and it is maybe a Balligan at right back I'd be tempted to go and play Forrest on the left hand side And go and say go and run at Balligan every time you get the ball Give us 60 minutes uh, If we can get a goal off of that perfect Then we can sit in and maybe take a 1-0 win, win So if, it, if James Forrest is fit for me Celtic He starts on, on Sunday Yeah me, me being in the Rangers camp in terms of knowing that he's back yeah. It's a worry because he's a, he's a game changer as well James Forrest so I just mentioned there Even if he's not having a good game He's still liable to come up with something Whether it's beating somebody And whipping a ball in Or coming up with vital goals So I think he's been a huge miss mm-hmm. um, To Celtic And I don't think um, He get a, enough appreciation For how good a player he is Because uh, I do I, I like him I think he's a very good player And we'll also miss him At international level Because I, I think I fit James Forrest Plays in the, the he would have been team. in, wouldn't he? He would oh, have been there. Definitely. Yeah. Let's hear a bit more from John Kennedy. We've not done enough this year is, is showing our level, what we're truly capable of. You know, and I've watched them in training the last few weeks and you know, I'm excited to see them at the weekend. A very highly motivated group who, you know, want to, uh, as I said, put down a marker. You know, going to a, a big game, a derby game, which means a lot to not just us internally, but our support. Um, and show what we're capable of and give the fans that back as well so it's very much the motivations inside to, to go and deliver uh, both in result and performance um, for the for the group himself and out with that for the fans who have been unable to attend the games this year as well And Saif well both of you for almost two weeks Celtic haven't played Dundee United game was what uh, 12 days ago most unusual isn't it you know the champion that's gone they're no longer the champions and you wonder how they'll come back on Sunday for this game against the new champions Well they need to come at flying Paul they need to Rangers have just played it a two-legged game against a right good team they've put in a proper shift on a Thursday night see like I've not played for 12 days as you said they should be champing at the bit you know they've got the chance to be the one team that beats Rangers this year because I honestly think if Rangers go on and draw or beat Celtic on Sunday they'll go the full season unbeaten do you? yeah, yeah. I do mm-hmm. so don't the Celtic players now have you got it in yet to go and stop Rangers have you got, got it in yet to go and be the team that beats them this year uh, and, and, and they need to for the fans you know the season that they've had they've got to give this the fans that one thing of going beating Rangers um and I'd be very surprised if Celtic didn't come flying at the box on on Sunday. Yep, that that's the. I'm sure that will be the mindset of the Rangers players. Um, mm-hmm. They're a wounded animal. They've they've um, lost the 
the league title they've been that dominant so they'll want to go and, and show their fans most importantly that um, they're not giving up and they want to put a performance in so that's why Rangers will need to be on their guard and, and I fully expect um, I, I'm looking forward to the game I think it's going to be a cracker because I think Celtic are, need to win mm. and I'm sure Rangers want to go there and, and uh, make sure they, they continue on the, the sort of form they've been in Will we take a call sorry. now? No, on you go Celtic yeah. need to be better in both boxes Paul mm. you know they can dominate the game as we've seen at Ibrox they've got the more incapable of doing that where they've not been good enough this year you've seen it against Dundee United last, last game is they need to be more ruthless in the box you know, in terms of attacking and then also defending, because even if you do dominate Rangers, as we've said, they're so well set up. All it takes is a set piece. We know that certainly didn't defend that well, so certainly need to be bang on it in both boxes on Sunday. Edward against Morelos, uh, maybe the last time we see them up against each other. Certainly in the East End, uh, we'll see them in Ibrox in a few weeks. Yeah, I think Edward. Yeah. It will be. I think Morelos has got a, a better chance of mm. staying yeah. um, in the west of Scotland. But I think with Edward going into the final 12 month of his contract, and there's no sign of him um, wanting to sit down and speak about an extension, I think now Celtic need to cash in on him. In Champions League next season. Let's take a call 0808 17 17 700, and we're on the socials at Goal Football Show. We're going to Garthamluck, and Ryan is on the line. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Paul. Thanks for having me on. Not it's, at uh, all. It's a pleasure, mate. Good to hear you. Great to be at the start of the weekend, isn't it? With the sunshine, longer days, and everyone socially yeah, distanced. Yeah, we wish we were at the matches, but uh, soon we'll be there. So, Ryan, what are you feeling yeah, for the weekend? Um, well, as a Celtic fan, I was just about to say, you're talking about the sunshine, and I suppose by the end of the weekend, it might be a different story as, <laughs> as um, history is going to show in this season. Um, look, I, I just want to very quickly echo everything that you have said throughout the show so far about what's happened last night and the, the allegations of racism. Look, it's, it's good to see that both sides of the rivalry have, have kind of come together and so many people are speaking out about it because it's, it's, there's really no place in the game for it. So ahead of this game, it's good to see, you know, John Kennedy and, uh, come out and speak today and, and Celtic as well on the social channels. Yep. Um, so it, it was, it's abhorrent, you know, you don't want to see it at all. Um, Absolutely. My thoughts going into the, yep. uh, the game, though, I just wanted to touch on, first of all, the, the kind of, the situation around the guard of honour, you know, having as a fan, I think that I've seen a lot of um, the same opinion on both sides, um, but particularly more with Celtic that you know we don't really want to see it because it, it kind of dampens the rivalry in a sense. But having kind of players here to talk about that, I, I don't know if players share the same feeling. If you're working all hard all season and you, you get yourself in a position where you're the champions that early on, I don't know if kind of the mindset is different from the fans. I, I'm just kind of against the idea of it. I like the kind of keeping the rivalry alive and, you know, it never happened a few years ago, so why now sort of thing? I don't know if that kind of thought is shared amongst them um, former players or such. Good question. Barry, what's your take on it? In my opinion, yeah. I, I, I couldn't care less. Um, th th that's my honest opinion. Now, I, I'm I'm going to a Celtic Park on Sunday um, to battle and, and try and win a game of football. I, I think if you go and ask the, the group of Rangers players and um, the group of Celtic players, that will not be a concern in them. No. So I, I've heard so much chat going on about it, and um, it means nothing, honestly. I, I, I couldn't care less. If I was a player, if Celtic didn't want to give me it, then that's up to them. I wouldn't think anything else of it. It's plain and simple, Paul. Um, and what about the comment they, about lack of class? Some, nah, I, I don't know where that's coming from. I've what, seen quite a lot. guys standing in a line, that's class. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. Look, it's not happened in the past. Everybody's going on about sportsmanship and whatever. Look, they're fierce rivals. Look, there's respect before it. During the game, you're in battle. You're wanting to win for your team. And after it, 
there's you you give them respect again. Um, but in terms of the the guard the honour thing, I've never thought anything else yet apart from I, I, I wouldn't bother. Mm-hmm. I, I'm only putting myself in the shoes of players just now, and if Celtic wanted to give me, do you know what? I wouldn't even think anything of it I would just go through it and just focus on winning a game of football John Hartson said the same as you on this show last week Cy, well, I, you I'm stand? going to yeah. Celtic but I'm not going huh? to get a- applauded and, yeah. and cuddled I mean uh. listen they can, boot, they can boot me up the tunnel and they can slap me in the back of the head yeah. I'm, I'm going there to battle yeah. I'm going into a battle it's a so, different fixture to any in the world fair again yeah, it's, it's a special Brendan, fixture yeah, Brendan Rodgers talking about Man United and Chelsea he didn't I think Man United done it, but that's totally different. But that's what makes this the best fixture. In the I world. don't think Brendan Rodgers would have said that if he was still in the West of Scotland. He was yeah. saying it from Leicester, wasn't he? Mm. Yeah, see, when we, we won the league with Swindon, obviously it's a much lesser thing. But the oh. refused for teams to give us a, a guard on, and he said, "Why, why, why are we getting clapped for doing our job?" Mm. You know, that's it. These, mm. these guys have paid money to go and win football yep. games. Rangers have done that. You think you congratulate them at the end of the year, which certainly could said Rangers thoroughly deserved it. But for me, there's no need for a for a guard on either I, I, side. You're embarrassed. Rain- you're embarrassed yep. when you're walking out with guard honours and stuff. And I honestly believe Rangers as a club and the players, they, they'll not bother their, no. their, their backside mm-hmm. if they they're not getting one. So I'll take that as a no. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, a no. what do you make of it? Do you agree with him? Uh, no, I, I think Barry's spot on and what he's yeah. saying there is it's one of those ones like as a Celtic fan I, I couldn't care less if Rangers did or didn't I, and I think Sai put it perfectly as well in saying look that's what makes it the best fixture in the world the fact that you know we can get on let's care about the game you know mm-hmm. the 90 minutes mm-hmm. in the park is what we're watching for we're not watching for what happens before the game um, we care about the result at the end of the day and look I think I think Celtic fans will be first to admit that you know, we've been poor this season. Rangers have deserved a title, and there is that. Like, we know that that's there, and I don't yeah. think that by standing in the line, clapping for them is going to make any difference. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I feel like it just kind of dances that rivalry. And Barry, you said something just before the program about it. You said there's a beauty about the the rivalry between the, the blue and the green. It's special just the football itself it, during it, the ninety minutes. It's special. Yeah. It's a special game, and that's what makes it special. The fiercest rivals, mm-hmm. and they go out to battle to try and win it and make hundreds of thousands of fans happy whether it's the blue side or the green side mm. that's the way it's that, that I get brought up that's the way I've I've always known it and with this guard the honour stuff I, I, I don't even know where it came from because mm-hmm. um, when I when I heard somebody mention it a few weeks back I just uh, it didn't concern yep. me one bit and I it won't concern uh, players one bit right. either believe I've heard, me I've heard other people as well saying certainly need to take their medicine their medicine will be watching Rangers lift that mm-hmm. That trophy at the end of the season. Yep. Their medicine will be the, the, the abuse that they've received all season for how bad they've been. The so 20 points between that's them. It, and that's the medicine yep. that they'll take. What so you honestly, see, see, when I was playing in, in Celtic, rightfully won the league, because listen, if you finish top of the league, you deserve to win the league. Yeah. Um, I used to go and watch the the celebrations and that was my motivation mm. I don't need to go through a guard the honour to get motivated to yeah. to do anything I'll go and watch um, what's happened this season I'll go and watch the celebrations right. and that'll be my motivation Ryan can we ask you a question what's, ha- what's happened this season there's not enough time in the programme to discuss that what is going to happen now at Celtic do you know who's going to be the manager what's the structure we know Dominic Mackay's coming in I know him he's a really talented uh, individual uh, he's done a brilliant job at the SRU but what's going to happen with the structure who is coming in is there any any way forward have you heard anything well you know all the talk is of course that Celtic are looking to take this kind of um, approach that 
you see the most uh, most of them the European clubs going with this this director of football approach and uh, a head coach rather than a manager. It's kind of taking that step into the, the modern football world, and that's what we need to do. Um, we need to escape from this sort of, you know, giving the, the job to a Celtic man and all the rest of it. They're taking a step, and, and look, Rangers are, are a step ahead. They, they've done it. They employed a coach in Gerrard who's done a fantastic job now. You know, people may have laughed it off a year or so ago, but now it's paying off. The system that's in place is working, and now Celtic are, are following that. It's how successful it is. And you look to other countries, and you look even down in England, the biggest clubs are doing it. Celtic need to appoint someone with a, a, a sort of tactical know how in the game whether it be someone who, Enzo Maresca, who hasn't managed a senior club or, or whether they try and get somebody like Eddie Howe, who's managed in the Premier League. They just need to get someone who I think has, has got a, a kind of pedigree behind them as a, a tactical coach, someone who's going to try and revitalise these players. We've got to prioritise the fitness, for example. I, I don't think that the team look anywhere near um, capable of catching Rangers at this moment in time. So they need someone who's going to come in and, and give them the energy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the talks of somebody like Roy Keane, for example, I, I don't see how that happens through him. I don't see, you know, it, it doesn't seem like much change from Neil Lennon in my eyes. I don't mm-hmm. know if you'd agree. But look, we, this this new approach is, is spot on where Celtic have to go. And it may take time. Mm-hmm. And, and me individually, I would say I urge Celtic fans to be patient with it. But it'll be well worth the wait, I think, in the long run. Yeah, I don't think they can gamble either, though, but I think the guy that's coming in to do this director of football job needs to have done the director of football job before. And that's why I kind of see Fergal Harkin. I know people have said mm-hmm. he's a favourite for the job, but I don't think he's done that job before. I think he looks after the loan players at Man City. So he's the loans manager? I think manager. he's the loans yeah. manager at Man City. I could be wrong, but yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what he does. But you look at a guy like David Webb. Great job, eh? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a dream job, <laughs> and I've been watching a couple of games. Does David Webb do a similar job yeah, at Brighton? Brighton. Yeah. yeah. Brighton. But you know, David Webb, he's been a director of football. Right. He's done the job, he knows it inside out. Mm-hmm. He'd be the, the kind of guy that I'd be looking at he's also got that relationship with Eddie Howe again on the Roy Keane thing for me it'd be too big a gamble Paul he's not managed for seven years there's that many good coaches out there now that I think Roy Keane would be too much a gamble if you could go and get a guy like Eddie Howe who's worked with a director of football before I mean how, how is Roy Keane going to listen to a director of football how does that work yeah, a director not. of football come and tell Roy Keane what kind of players he should be signing I, I can't see that working I think a young modern coach like an Eddie Howe the boy Jesse Marsh I think they'd be much more uh, willing to work with a director of football so I think Celtic should be going looking down that road kind of David Webb Eddie Howe combination mm-hmm. but the, the uh, German clubs are in for Marsh aren't they that's the, that's yeah. the news yeah. uh, Barry I know Ryan used the word patience but mm-hmm. I, I don't I, I think Celtic fans will demand uh, to get the trophy back well they collapsed so quickly didn't yep. they it's only seven, eight, nine months ago Celtic were looking they were favourites yeah. I, I just know how it operates the in the west of Scotland yep. the, the demands and the expectations at both Rangers and Celtic's massive and sometimes and when a new manager will come in the, I, I'm pretty sure the, the mm. fans will expect him to, to deliver quickly and momentum's such a big thing isn't it suddenly well suddenly week after week after week yeah, well, suddenly Rangers like got that momentum the last nine years yep. Celtic have been so dominant and um the, the way that they've they've won every single trophy and it, it's took Rangers and Steven Gerrard um, over two and a half years to to do something about it um, so look Celtic have got big decisions to make and I'm sure all the Celtic fans want to know sooner rather than later they want to know what way they're going forward What about Stevie Clark the Scotland manager he didn't rule it out and why should he but he said I'll be here for the Euros Ryan what do you think it was Stevie Clark for for Celtic? You're speechless on it, Ryan. <laughs> sorry, I'm oh, sorry. Uh, I, yeah. for a second there. Sorry. Right. <laughs> what, what about Steve Clark? Um, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not totally against the idea of Steve Clark. Um, you know, you only have to look as far as the qualification for a major tournament to know 
you know, how strong a manager he is, you know, getting Scotland into that situation looked, you know, impossible only a matter of years ago. So I'm not completely adverse to it, but I can understand the concerns of Celtic fans and the style of football he might bring in um, and potentially maybe not as attractive as the other candidates. But Celtic can certainly do worse. Um, I just feel like we have to be ambitious with it. And I don't think, for me personally, I just don't think Steve Clark spells that much ambition. I think there's just other names there that Celtic should be going. You know, there's all that talk that we've had contact with Jesse Mars and now he's mm-hmm. turned around and said he's, he's not going to take the job. I feel like those are the candidates. Steve Clark, yeah. he's doing a good job with Scotland. I'd, I'd leave him there personally. And Chris Wilder, not for you either. I mean, a really good manager, great record in the Championship, uh, yeah. you know, and did well when they came up uh, last season. But not for you, Chris Wilder? Nah, I, I, look, I, I'm not denying he's not a good manager. I think that he, he showed that at Sheffield uh, yeah. United that, you know, he could make the best out of bad situations. You know, he didn't have the greatest squad, but I think when you look to a guy whose recruitment this year has maybe spelled yeah. out the situation they're in, it's not what Celtic needs. We need somebody who's going to have the you know, the, the finger in the, on the button straight yeah. away with good recruitment um, and, and improving the squad we've got sure. here. What's your scoreline for... Are you looking forward to the match? Uh, I, I, you, you kind of know look forward to it, I yeah. suppose, um, <laughs> even though the last couple might show that it's, it's not what I look forward to. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's still a derby um, and, it, and it's still something to be excited about. Scoreline, what do you think? Oh, I, I feel <laughs> like I would be... I feel like I would be... Um, Shunned that for for no prediction a Celtic win, so I'll keep it low. I'll say I'll say one 0 Celtic, and I know saying Celtic will keep a clean sheet is is probably a bit. That's right. Itself, You're the optimist. Yeah, right. You ah, think exactly. you think one 0 Hey, we've worked you hard. Any more questions for him? No, that was well, good. That was good. Even guys like Enzo Maresco, I don't I, I don't know what Fergie. I don't think you can get the Celtic job. I, I, I think you should have you should have achieved something to get the Celtic job. I know Rangers took Gerard on for the, but they had to gamble. Mm-hmm. You know the kind of mess that they were in with Cassini. Gerard brought that name yeah. where he could bring the certain type of players that Rangers needed. But for where Celtic are just now, with the money that they've got in the bank, a director of football, I don't think they need to gamble. It's on, interesting on to see what way they do go, but mm. yeah, it's it's interesting, and I'm sure a lot of people will be looking forward to seeing who they appoint yeah. direct because they're definitely going to go down the director of football route, and then who's going to be the it's not a manager now, it's called a head coach. So I'm sure, listen, it'll be interesting to see if they go with somebody with experience or they go with somebody who's got a, a background in, in bringing younger players through. Who knows? So we just need to wait and see what happens. A fantastic player, loads of caps, trophies, who might be interested in it. Like, can you think of anyone Fergie. that might be... Yeah, no, what about you, side for <laughs> to be in football management? No, you're looking to play... He's banned tomorrow, though, for the next two games. Ryan, thanks for that. Good call. But Sai will be back with Peter Head in a couple of weeks' time. But you're looking forward to tomorrow to be there. Ah, it's a Saturday. Next Saturday. Who have you got got, next week? Because we've got Steny in the Cup Tuesday, so I'll miss that. Okay. If we beat Steny, we get Kelly in the next round. So exciting times for the Blue Tun. More of your calls next. The Bull Radio Football Show. Chris there in the traffic and travel with his Scotland top on. Yes, we will be on next week, Thursday night, the match with Austria. Then we've got Israel on the Sunday and then the Faroe Islands. And what about the squad that was announced the other night? We heard Barry's view on it. Where's David Turnbull, for example, and uh, Nathan Patterson. And that was a good bit of a ding-dong with you and Leanne Crichton because she was saying, no, the people who have taken us to the Euros deserve to be in the World Cup qualifiers. But you'd have a slightly different view for some of them. Yeah, look, I, I respect the, the players that I've got as there. There's no doubt it's been a long 23 years Paul um, but I, I'm just a big believer in promoting good young players and I do believe that David Turnbull and, and Nathan Patterson at a lesser extent I know he's not played as much as, as David Turnbull but I would like to see them at least be in the squad and, and get around the, the environment of the 
the national team um, and then maybe I'm looking at the three games as you mentioned there Austria Israel difficult games mm. but then I'm looking at Faroe Islands is it then an opportunity to maybe blood a few of the promising young, younger ones that's what I believe but listen it's all about opinions but for me I don't think us as a nation promote our young players enough Sai Ferry where do you stand on that the young players not you know blooding them early enough yeah I would love to have seen them I'll be totally you, honest but yeah. listen I, I've um, I've said this year Rangers have been so successful because they've had a set way of playing in a set in a set squad Stevie Clark's got that so it's hard to criticise you know he's finally got that kind of 11 that he wants but I also think within that Paul you need to make exceptions and when young players are standing out the way a David Turnbull is you know, for me, he needs to be in the squad. You need to see how he reacts. You know, Scotland have got a set way of playing, Paul, where number 10, I've said it before, I think he'll play Christie in there because defensively, I think he's better than Turnbull. But what you need to have, Paul, is a plan B. You know, and if things are not going well, David Turnbull's the type that you can go and put on in that position and, and he changes the game for you. Um, so for that reason, I was very shocked. But um, again, it's hard to argue with Steve Clark. You know, he's done a, g- a great job, but I agree with Fergie. When people are playing as well as, as David Turnbull, I, I don't know what Fergie thinks as well. I look at the squad, okay, and you've got David Turnbull in there. Do you really need a Callum McGregor, Ryan Jack, Scott McTominay, Fleck and Kenny McLean? Five sitting midfield players. And we know what they can do. We know that we can do. You know, again, go and put David Turnbull, go and try and play him maybe a different way mm. in the Faroe Islands game and see if David Turnbull can handle it at that level. And then and then you've got different options going into the, into the summer. I'd have loved to have seen David Turnbull in the squad especially. Yep, yeah, listen, nobody's arguing with Stevie Clark. He, he's done a phenomenal job getting us um, in the Euros. Um, and I, I really like the way he goes about his business. But I, I was just, I was surprised mm. and a bit disappointed that I never seen the, the couple of players that I had mentioned there. I, I just believe that. It's good to... I'm not saying for them to come in and play. Come into the squad and see how it operates at international level, at, at, at the top level. And then maybe if you feel it's right, they could get a 10 or 15 minutes there and blood them and, and show them what it's all uh, what it's like at international level. I just... I, honestly, I've, I've said it for a number of years. I, I do believe we've got a lot of good young players. I just don't think we promote them enough. Again, you make an exception for Che Adams because he's been doing so well this year. And you agree David with that. Turnbull's in the same boat as me. Yeah. You know, because he's done so well this year. And and again, I look at the squad. Do we need we we'll only play one guy up front? Do we need four centre forwards in a squad? Mm-hmm. You know, five. There's five. Five. We know what Ollie Burnick, McBurney can do. We know what. Um, uh, sorry, he will play the big boy for Dykes. Yeah, Dykes, Lyndon Dykes. Again, yeah, that yeah. number ten, sure. David Turnbull's different mm-hmm. to every number ten that we've got in the squad. You know, Fraser plays in there. He's more a dribbler. Mm-hmm. Whereas for me. David Turnbull's the most natural number 10 in the full squad, Paul. But That's you, why for me it'd been a no-brainer to put uh, him in. in. In terms of, like, a, a couple of people have mentioned me about Nathan Parson, and I know he's only played a handful of games, but I look at the, the wing-back role, mm. that obviously the formation that Stevie Clark goes, we've got Stephen O'Donnell and Palmer. I, I do think it would have been good for the, the young lad Parson to come in mm. and, as I said, be about the place and... And see how he performs Because I do think He's got potential And it's not like He's only be. played League Cup games Or that Fergie He's played big games In Europe Yep, <laughs> Elite yep. level He's yep. played at the, the top level And he's getting better And better He's, he's still got a lot Of learning to mm. do um, But I, I would have liked To have seen Certainly David Turnbull For me He's a type he going, he, he, He's a risky player Someone different to yep. what they've got. Yeah, I like him And I yep. was just I was disappointed yep. Here's Sean on the line On Go Radio Football Show Sean in Edinburgh Good evening how you doing guys yeah good Sean one of the things you want to talk about is David Turnbull what did you feel about his omission uh, from the squad I'm a bit surprised to be honest I thought he's, I thought he's probably been Celtic's probably the best player this season I think, I think he was deserving of a call up but you know, as the boys were saying you know, they highly criticised from Steve Clark because he's done a yeah. good job but I do, I do think Turnbull should have been in the, in the squad without even a shadow of a doubt you know mm-hmm. what I mean 
So what about the conversation about the new Celtic manager, whoever that will be? John Kennedy is there uh, as interim boss. What do you feel? I think Eddie Howe should be the manager. I think he's done a good... You know, I think he's the manager. I think he'd be good. I, I don't see Roy Keane being a good manager. So I think, you know, if I'm a director of football, I don't think he would have someone telling him what to do. I think he'd want to pick his own players, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think Eddie Howe would work for that, you know what I mean? If it's winning players for Roy Keane, you, would, you wouldn't be against that, would you? So you feel no, like I wouldn't be against that, but I just, I just think, I think Eddie Howe would be a brilliant fit. I just think he'd be brilliant for Celtic. Why do you think it hasn't happened yet? Because you know Eddie Howe, he's on uh, doing punditry and television. He's been out of job now for a while. If it was happening, do you not think he would be there now? Yeah, no, I think that's true. A big club like Celtic, you know, I think he was, I think any well, person probably would look at it. I think maybe he's probably looking at maybe staying at Premier League, you know, or something like that, or get a better job. But you know, I just. I, I mean, just hope Celtic would try their best to get him. You know what I mean? But you know, I, yeah. I just I hope that. But you know, I, I, I wouldn't mind Roy Keane, but I would, I would definitely my my choice would be mm-hmm. Eddie Howe, definitely. And the European football side is a, a a big draw. You know, they could be Europa League next year, but the following year we should have we should have two teams in the Champions League qualifiers. Yeah, and again, I'm similar to the core. I think Eddie Howe, Sean, sorry, Eddie Howe for me. Yeah, I'm no doubt he probably will be looking to see what happens in England to see if he can get a job. But that's just where Celtic are, Paul. You know, in terms of the money that you can spend in the in the Premier League, who you're up against in the Premier League. But for me, the Celtic manager needs to be two things: a guy that needs to come in and have a way of playing, and for me, it needs to be an attractive way of playing if you're going to be the Celtic manager. Eddie Howe has that, and he needs to make players better, Paul. Because as you know now, Celtic are a selling club. And the guy that comes in needs to make the players that are there better and the ones that come in because they'll probably sign people with potential, Paul. They'll not be going out and signing people who are the finished article. You'll need to come in and you'll need to make the players better. You look at Eddie Howe's record of doing that, I think he's done well. I thought where he struggled was when he had to go and buy those players that were the finished article. And that's when he started to struggle at Bournemouth. So I think the Celtic job would suit Eddie Howe in terms of his recruitment and in terms of his coaching. And also they need to have thick skin. That would be that would be your worry for Eddie yeah. Howe, Fergie, wouldn't it? Yeah, because they're coming into an environment that they would never experience in, the, in their life. I know there's no fans in, but the, the pressures, and I keep going, I keep using the same words: the pressures, the demands, yeah. the expectations put on top uh, a manager at the the old firm is um, nothing that MD's experienced. I've seen it with more eyes. Managers come in and, and get a bit of stage fright and think, "Wow." Um, but that that's just the way it is up here mm-hmm. in two fantastic clubs and I, I'm sure that the Celtic manager job will appeal to a lot of people it's a great point like stage fright you know you come in and you realise because we can't we talk about it we think we know what it's like you well you're ca- demanded to win every single game mm-hmm. yeah. a, a draw is a disappointment um, a, lose is, a, a loss is a, a disaster are there not many clubs like that? I don't think there's any clubs apart from both Rangers and Celtic mm-hmm. like that Man United yeah, traditionally can, uh, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You can say Man United, Real Madrid, Barcelona. Yep, but biggest like names that. in football. Yeah, but, but yeah, these, guy, these yep. guys, Fergie, who are good, te- good coaching wise, good manager, and can handle the pressure. They, these guys are the top managers. That's yep. why they're at sure. the top clubs. So you're going to need yep. to take a gamble on yep. either getting the guy like Roy Keane who could probably handle the pressure, but wouldn't be as good as coaching as Eddie Howe, mm. or do you go with Eddie Howe who's the flip? And that's your gamble. Is can he handle the pressure when he comes? Up there's here? no doubt Eddie Howe's a top coach. You, you yeah, just yeah. listen to. Players that he's coached and managed before, and and everybody says the the same thing about him. He, he's great on the training ground, and the way that he got his Bournemouth team playing, mm. um, apart from the last season they get relegated, they were impressive to watch. Did you um, come up against him in England? Did you come across him? I, I think yeah. I come up against his his uh, Burnley team. Aye, yeah. When he moved from mm. Bournemouth first to to mm. Burnley, I um, and he never yeah. settled in Burnley. No. No. He was a bit homesick. Too so <laughs> <laughs> if he's getting up to the west of Scotland. Yeah. Um, 
He'll be in for a shock. <laughs> Sean, what are you thinking for Sunday then? Um, I well, hope Celtic win, but to be honest, the Rangers have been playing this season have been outstanding. I just, I just think Celtic this season they did a total rebuilding job behind you know the players. I think the whole overhaul of the, the whole club. I think you know the whole structure because it would have been absolutely terrible this season. To be honest, and I was, I was quite shocked. I thought we. Sh- I mean, the players have got we shift them well, but you know it just didn't work out. But I hope, hope for a win. You know, hopefully we've won now. But I, I just can't see it to be honest. Yeah, but again, this is this is their best chance to beat Rangers. As I've said, you know, yeah. tough, tough game uh, Thursday night. A lot of injuries now. You know, if you, as I've said, if, if Balligan is going to go and play right back, very disjointed back four for Rangers. Um, Set like I've got a good front four. You know, as good a front four of the had all season, Paul, in terms of Forrest being back. So. If there is a time that Celtic would want to play Rangers, it would it would be this Sunday. It's going to play a factor in terms of Rangers playing on Thursday, and the difficult thing that Rangers they'll go they'll have to self motivate themselves because mm. when you go to a Celtic Park, it's normally sixty odd thousand fans, and that just your adrenaline's pumping. What was it like coming out off the bus? Up <laughs> um, the interesting. The, tell us. Did you hear me shouting at you? Huh? Yeah, <laughs> you were right in the front, giving me dogs abuse. Um, yeah, it was interesting, but you know what? I enjoyed it. It was look, it was um, it was harsh at times, but I enjoyed that. That fired me. That fired me up and, and playing at Celtic Park, going out and um, going to the touchline when you're doing the warm up. There was a few um, naughty shouts, but listen, that that's what the game's all about up here. What was your routine coming off the bus? Did you have a superstition? Yeah, I, I come off in the middle um, and it was booze, and then when I stepped off, it got a a good bit louder. Yeah, believe me. And but listen, that that's what it's all about. It was it was good banter, you know what I mean, and you get some good shouts. But that's what it's listen. That just fired you up when you were going into the dressing room. I remember watching them getting off the bus as a kid because obviously we'd work at the, the, the games and, yeah. and we'd when always you were, we'd always on the ground. Exactly. Yeah. Was throwing the stuff in that. Uh, I threw <laughs> someone at you, man. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and we would go to to watch the the Rangers bus coming in, and it was like Fergie says, it's I was fed on these, so I'd never really experienced it. And yeah. you're thinking, wow! And then on the flip side, it was on the bus going to Ibrox, and it's the exact same. It was similar to Fergie when See, Lenny got off the bus, it, it ramped up. Yep. Yeah. So it's not as bad at Ibrox because you're right at the front door, and, and you've only got five, aye, two uh, steps. But at, at Celtic Park, you've got a good thirty yard walk. Uh-huh. So that yeah. thirty yard walk um, felt like about. 300 yards again on Rangers for Sunday so you're asking Davis again Fergie to go and play he'll because mm-hmm. he's so key at it. even last night I thought Davis was still Rangers best player mm-hmm. you know in term, he, he's doing it the right corner flag covering uh, Barisic and he plays his way out of that he was all over the pitch but then you're asking him to go and play again on Sunday so this is why I Huge. think it's Celtic's best chance to, to go and beat Rangers this season alright Sean thanks for your call Cheers. Cheers, Sean. Cheers, Sean. In Edinburgh, there. Good to hear him and, uh, there from it Edinburgh. Just brings yeah. us back. It's, uh, I know. I can just see you looking yeah. in, yeah, arriving for the. Yeah, it was good because it, it, it spurred you on. Yeah, it, it got you fired up. You loved that, didn't you? Yeah. That, yeah. Listen, that's what me. I, I tell you, there's no game like it. Just I'm, I'm lucky enough. I, I've done what hundreds of thousands of people mm. would have loved to have done, mm. and, and playing one of the games, and just to be on the pitch, you, you couldn't hear yourself speak. That's how loud it was. You know what I loved is oh sorry, Ferry. The only disappointing thing is they've no experienced that this season with the fans not been in. But it's the it's a special occasion. When I went down to England to play, the first thing that guy says to me when I walked in the dressing room, take me at an old firm game. And when I took the players for Blackburn, Birmingham, up to these games, they were in awe of the atmosphere. They just could not believe it. Do you think Rangers will Rangers go for the win third year? Will they will they maybe sit in for the first sixty minutes? See, yeah, that's why I'm looking forward to yeah. and see what way he's going to mm. set up. Have you you heard them in his his presser there? He's he's got a, a game plan that um, he's going to go with. So is he going to go there and 
and be difficult to beat yeah. and frustrate right. them and go from the last half hour 20, 20 minutes who knows but listen that's where he's done well this year isn't it? game plans for, for certain games he's, he's called it right yeah. yeah that's one thing he's improved on as a mm. manager I think this season he's, he's got um, his game intelligence has been unbelievable along with his team yeah you know around him yeah. yep uh, his coaching staff coaching team yeah, yeah that's what I mean sorry yeah. that's yeah. one thing the manager yeah. always takes applauds but it's the guys yeah. behind the scenes that, mm. that do a, a lot of work mm. size on a coaching staff yeah. he'll tell you it's not just about the manager it's about the guys who are behind you and, and planning um, things because it was forward. interesting to see, to see when they went down to 10 and 9 it was Michael Bailey went mm. to you know I don't know Gary McCarthy is probably brilliant for him but in terms of tactically it was Michael Beale that he was going to speak to so that tells you how how much an input Michael Beale's got in terms of tactics and how they set up See James and Ali are both looking out the window. Do you think it's? Uh, I think they're enjoying the program, but it's a beautiful sunset no, here. It's, it's Fergie's helicopter. That's what oh, yeah. <laughs> getting the helicopter tonight. Yeah, yeah. Well, Ben, five past seven. <laughs> Who's on cleaning duties on Sunday? The roller or the Bentley? Uh, yeah. Bob well, again. Bob uh, Malcolm's yeah. he's on the show sure again. Uh. <laughs> right, quick Actually, break. Big Bob yeah. to come up with his ice cream van, you know? Oh, oh that'd that'd be great mate, uh, Yeah, brilliant. Ice cream for oh, the I boys. Was up, I popped in to see him yesterday. <laughs> How's he looking? Heavy. No, he's, he's looking well. Good? Uh, Has he been out running? He gave him a slush. Right, a you, slush two, <laughs> you two continue that during the break. Then we're back. We're into the last section. What about the matches tomorrow? And predictions for Sunday. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. It's Barry Ferguson and Cy Ferry on the Go Radio Football Show. Sunday morning, we're on straight after Hunter and Hockey, the business show, Donald Martin in the chair. And this weekend, the guest is Giovanna Eusebi from Eusebi's in the West End of Glasgow. Cy, I see your eyes light up. You've obviously tasted the food there. Love it, honestly. Not just saying this because she's on. Probably my favourite restaurant in the West End, Paul. If I, was, if I was going for something to eat, that's when I'd, I'd usually go Eusebi's. If you ever are in there, get the strawberry tart. It's sensational. I wow. looking at you, probably better if you, you left the strawberry tart, mate. Thank you for that. It's great <laughs> for me and you two. Uh, uh, Strawberry. Yeah. I was thinking about it. I was dribbling to my chin. It'll be there, a sorry. great show on <laughs> Sunday. Then we're on straight afterwards, the business show. Put a wee bit of timber on since lockdown. He has, not it? Oh, right, OK. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely coming to the podcast. <laughs> We've only got about 10, 11 minutes left. Are you finished on that yeah, line? Can, we, can we move on, we'll you two? I can fade them down as well, but the nation <laughs> loves it with uh, Cy and Barry, the Ant and Deck of Scottish Radio and Ant and Deck tomorrow night. Have you watched that yet from last week? Oh, the Costa Coffee. Right, you need no. to watch it. Yep. Okay. Need, Did you see that? it last Saturday night? It's just one of these great skits when they went through a Costa Coffee and they pretended to be the, the oh, automated... Oh, the drive-thru. Drive drive uh, yeah. It's funny, isn't it? Saturday night is brilliant. I missed it last Saturday. They're brilliant, they too. Why, what were you doing? How did you miss it? Cuddling on the couch as usual. Yep. Um, you and Bob. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's on tonight? What are you having? What's the, what's on the menu? Steak and chips. Yes. Steak and chips. Excellent. Yes. No, not just steak and chips. Fallet steak. Fallet steak. Yeah, Mark's. The best, yeah. What about yourself, Si? We're head macaroni and cheese council done on it. No, I'm excited oh, yeah. for it. Coming up at 7 what tonight. What about you? Okay, I think it? it's going to be uh, some turkey. Uh, with um, rice. Turkey. Turkey what? and rice? Something like that. Turkey. I uh, Probably not. Oh, Have I got that not. wrong? No. Something right. Listen, only one place for that boys have been coming up. (laughs) I've got it wrong, probably. (laughs) Coming up at seven, we're live from the Radisson Red with Red Fest Two. Stevie Lennon in the mix straight through until three a.m. Featuring sets from Seamus Hadji, not Yanis Hadji, Dave Seaman, Steve Parry, and many more. That's at seven tonight on the menu. Then for tomorrow, turkey and rice. Where are we going to start? Kilmarnock against Motherwell. Barry, what do you reckon? Kelly Motherwell. I'm going to go Motherwell to win the game. Wow. Yep. Have they, have they win, yep. are, are Kelly done for you? If Motherwell beat them in the I, I think Kelly are in danger. Yeah. Serious yeah. danger. 
Yeah, they just can't get the win. They've only what one goal under Tommy. Sai, who are you going for, Kelly or Motherwell? You just even the way Tommy Wright's speaking, it doesn't really sound like him. He starts. It seems to me like he's starting to dig the players out. Which with six games to go, I don't know if that's a. The right way to go about it Motherwell have turned a corner It's hard to see any other than a Motherwell win for Motherwell me as well win. Livy against Hibs So Livy getting a win last week so Yes that last I mean, yeah. Secured top six Which is a brilliant season mm. I know mm. they'll be disappointed They could be in the cup final um, but Scott I'm, Robinson Sorry it looks as though he probably won't yeah, play again I, I, I don't know I've mm. I seen the interview with with yeah, David Martindale David. yesterday it looks like he's not going to kick another ball for Livingston which he's a big miss he's, he's yeah. one of their, their main players um, I'm going to go with Habernan going for Hibs yes get third place then probably although a way to go for them Si what do you reckon yeah Hibs one two in the bounce haven't they oh. Marvin up against his old team yeah I'm going to go Hibs I think Hibs, Hibs squad well. are really yep. good I think they might be rotating this but back scoring um, as I say Livingston new striker I could. I think Hibs will beat Livingston as well and Dundee United Aberdeen this used to call tough. it the new firm yeah Mickey Mellon's a team up against Aberdeen who's going to be the new manager we'll talk about that later what do you think oh I think it's a great chance for Dundee United to beat Aberdeen but mm-hmm. Dundee United and Hunter really play for uh, Aberdeen their manager I think it'll be a draw Paul mm-hmm. it's going to be a draw yeah. Barry I think it's going to draw Right, written all over it, it. Yep. let's take another call we're going on the line again we're going to Strenrar uh, on the line uh, someone who wants to talk to us about uh, well, he's got a question for Barry it's Luke I thought it said line there Luke on the line hi Luke hi there folks sorry I, w- I went the, uh, the the coastal road there to get to Strenrar how are you doing? <laughs> I'm not too bad yourself I'm well, thank you. It probably is the only way to get there, that road uh, to Stranraer. But uh, once you get there, Loose Bay and all that is gorgeous yeah, no, part of the country. Yeah, Nice part of the country, but that's a, <laughs> from here to Stranraer, yeah. that's a long, long road. Look, you've got a question for Barry. Yeah, that's right. It's just, Barry, after a read of the exit last night, looking at the eight sides left in the Europa League before the draw this morning, given Rangers had already won the league, do you think that's an opportunity missed at a possible route to another European final for the club? given as well that in 2008 with the kind of congestions of fixtures um, and possibly even you could argue that the sides were stronger back then as well that were left at this stage. Do you think that's a big opportunity missed for Rangers? Yeah, but I think they'll look back on it and probably say that, look, if I'm being honest with you. I think if you looked at the draw for the last 16, there was probably a couple of clubs you would have took and probably says to yourself we've got a real good chance with the quality that's already in the in the tournament in terms of yeah. drawing Slavia Prague and Mould was a, the other team um, they could have got so I probably do think they will look back in a, a bit of disappointment that, that they didn't progress into the, the quarterfinals because um, after the first leg I'll be honest with you I did fancy Rangers mm-hmm. um, I, I thought as a mentioned earlier on in the programme I thought they were a good team but last night I was impressed with them last night Slavia Prague mm. some really good players really well organised team um, but if you're ask, asking my opinion probably when they reflect on it a few weeks down the line they probably will look back and say that it, it was an opportunity missed Sai, do you agree? Yeah I do as I said we, we sat in here after the first the first leg and we, we made Rangers favourites for the second leg down to Slavia Prague's performance in terms of the cutting edge up front but I think the guy that came in and scored the first goal I think he, he made a dangerous. bit of a difference he was the first leg they were putting crosses there was nobody really in the box whereas that uh, what's his name is it 
Olyanka. Yeah, he, yep. he was the guy Paul, that wanted to get himself in the box and score yep. goals. So I think he brought a, a different dimension to Slavia Prague. But at that sort of level, you know, you could see Slavia, like Fergie says, had two or three right good players. I thought Provav in middle middle of the pitch number seventeen was really good. Mm. Stanchu as well. <sighs> and then I think I do think Arsenal and that would have been a step up again for, for Prague. You know, you think at Arsenal's individuals with Aubameyang mm. on their day, Paul, they are a step up for what Rangers have been. That would have been so some game. Though, that would have been a great, and I'd yeah. love to have seen it. Battle because of as you say, everyone yeah. talks English game up so yeah. much, and I'd love to. Have seen Rangers on the back of beating Prague going taking Arsenal on but it wasn't that a be. I mean it, it, it's amazing I mean I was sitting after the game disappointed mm-hmm. not getting into the quarterfinals that's how far I think this Rangers team's came in the, the last year as I mentioned earlier Paul the end of last season if you'd says to me Rangers had won the league middle of March and they were they were going to be in the last 16 I'd have been, uh, I would have bitten your hand off um, so I still look, look upon this season as a real top season mm. I think they've, they've sure. still got a lot to play for they're still in the Scottish Cup they've still got a real opportunity going the the, the rest of the season unbeaten um, but I do think in the coming weeks they probably will look back in this um, last 16 game against Slavia Prague is a, a missed opportunity progressing into the quarters we'll talk to him in the coming weeks Sorry. we're nearly out of time Luke Sorry. thanks for calling cheers cheers for that guy he's thanks a Man U fan as well and they've got a good route to it no Si on you go no yep. it's just because yep. you know the, the sending off to Scott because Rangers this season have been better second half. You know, I think of last week the, the Razor game second half, and even when they went down to ten men, I thought for the last thirty-five minutes they played a lot better. So you know, if Roof stays on the pitch, it could be a different story as well. Only one 0 and as I say, Rangers uh, Razor game kind of last thirty-five forty minutes a, a game. So it'd have been interesting to see where the game went had Roof had, had stayed on the pitch. Sai and Barry well, let's go back to tomorrow and then Sunday. So St Johnson Ross County. Sai, I think you've already said you think it's going to be a home win. Yep. Yeah, I think Yogi's said that in the past he struggled to get uh, results away from home. Um, St Johnston very good at McDermott Park, hard place to go. They're in a good place right now. Um, and I just think St Johnston have got too much quality for Ross County at home. Barry, what do you reckon? Yep, I think Callum Davis and St Johnston will win the game. Really impressed uh, with St Johnston over the, the, the last couple of months. Um, and listen, Ross County, it's always a difficult game, but as you said, their home form, Ross County's really good they're away from the struggle um, so I'm going to go with St Johnson and uh, Hamilton against St Mirren Barry what do you reckon I'm going to go a draw yeah. uh-huh. score draw do you think with yes I'm going it? to go well, well St Mirren don't score a lot of, a uh-huh. lot of goals and neither the, the Hamilton Aki so I'm going to go one each could be 1-1 one, one, you reckon Si I'm going think? to go I think this is a, I think we're full card exactly yeah. the same I think score draw again between Hamilton and St Mirren I was we were saying off air if you're St Mirren there's one place you didn't want to go to try and get in the top six and it's Hamilton at this stage of the season Paul this is the stage of the season they pull out results and, and I can't see Hamilton is losing tomorrow and the pitch as well so Sunday we'll be on the air from just before 12 there is uh, one more game to look at Celtic against Oof. Rangers uh, remember John Kennedy to say to the fans don't come stay away from the ground uh, Stephen Gerrard did the same I think the clubs did brilliantly didn't they the captains well, saying it during the week stay away yep the, the messages that it came out of both Rangers and Celtic um, were brilliant and I, I think the fans will, will listen Um when both managers and, and both captains come out and, and speak to the fans so hopefully they stay away stay safe and watch, watch which I think is going to be a great game in their house should and be enjoy a great it. game I want to ask you in a moment what you think Sai first what do you reckon what's your score like you know what see the yeah. start of the week Paul I actually fancied Rangers to win it and then huh? I watched the game last night and I thought maybe a draw and then Balligan got uh, sorry Patterson got injured mm-hmm. and just to throw the cat amongst the pigeons huh? 
make it interesting between us two. I'm going to go Celtic to beat them. You're going for a Celtic win, yes. right? Okay, that would be Rangers have won the last three. So uh, yeah. stopping that, Barry, what do make you it reckon? Interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, going with my heart on my head. No, yeah. uh, well, give us both then. What, what does your head say? Rangers, but yeah, I think sure. it's going to be a draw, one each. Why? What do you think? What's the? I, I've just got a, a, a funny feeling it's going to be a draw. Mm-hmm. Um, Celtic need to go and uh, make sure for me that they don't get beaten off Rangers. And I think Rangers, I think, listen to the manager, he's going to come up with a certain game plan. I think he might go and try and frustrate and sit in a wee bit and then hit them on the, the counter. So. I'm going one each. Any surprises? Have you heard anything in the lineup or the, No, uh, the, listen, they're saying about Nathan Parson, but don't yep. be surprised if Nathan Parson's available. He's so young and yep. so fit. I know he's got yep. the listen, niggle, but yeah. Uh, it's just a, a mm. niggle, 19, you know what it's like, so you can play through yeah. anything when you're that age. Um, so yeah. don't be surprised if he's he's not available. Think Forrest if will he's start? Available. I, I think James Forrest will start. Yeah. I think that'll be a big lift to Celtic, James Forrest. Yeah. I think if you speak to most Celtic players, they kind of say between Edward and Forrest that that Forrest is the best player at the club so that tells you everything you need to know so I think it'll be a massive lift and it's something Celtic have lacked this year Paul's with and again if, if, if Patterson is is carrying a wee knock I'd still be tempted to go and put Forrest on the other side and let him run at Patterson for 60 minutes so okay. fairly expecting to see him Si Barry thanks very much we'll be here Sunday morning so the business show from 11 and then we'll be on just before the kick off at 12 stay safe stay away as you know coming up shortly then it's going to be we're coming live from the Radisson Red with Red Fest 2 we're looking forward to that it's Stevie Lennon in the mix it's coming next the Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go! Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on heat pump servicing and breakdowns, renewable energy and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. 